Welcome to episode 527 of Film Bastards. My name is Ian Loring, and as always, I'm joined by... Becky Foster, hello everybody. I'm Matt Foster, hello everybody. Hello, hello one and all, we hope you're keeping well. Coming up on this week's show, Madame Webb. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um... We'll also uh, got some what we've been up to uh, quite a bit, I think. We've got some Super Bowl trailers to talk about. Um, I'm definitely uh, back on the things are okay train after last week. Everything's fine. As long as I don't read any quotes from David Kep during the course of tonight's show, <laughs> I think we're going to be all right. Um, but uh, yeah, we've also got some Twitter questions. Um, there's one in there that... I've been, I've like really been trying to wrap my brain around, and I, I like I'm struggling. I'm looking forward to um, seeing some of the responses. Um, what I also look forward to iTunes reviews or Apple Podcast reviews and Spotify reviews and all that lovely good stuff. Yes, um, they they would be nice. They would be nice. It's been about a year since our last Apple Podcast review. <gasps> you bastards. Yeah, and yeah, that, yeah, you know, just uh, just saying, just saying, you know, just putting it out there into the into the world. Um, we are also a Pod Syndicate podcast, so uh, please do listen to like-minded shows such as Chin Stroker versus Punter, um, the Rewatch Project, uh, Gaming Landfill, Good Bad the Odd, and um, Talk Without Rhythm. I think is another one yes, as well. I, I remember it. Mike uh, mentioning. So there we are. Please do listen to those shows as well. So, movie news. Movie news, movie news. Uh, the BAFTAs are happening just as uh, we are recording. Um, and it, uh, I, I think it's still relatively early in the ceremony. Unlike last year, they're not doing any kind of like time delay thing. So last year, the last war um, awards were on TV as live. They're not doing that this year. <laughs> Nah, fuck that. Why? Why? Why would people want to watch it on TV, uh, not knowing who the winners were beforehand? Um, but yeah, um, the zone of interest has just won the best film for uh, not in the English language, which was a bit of a sh- shocker against Anatomy of a Fool. Um, but uh, Anatomy of a Fool did win best original screenplay. American Fiction has won the BAFTA for best adapted screenplay. Because um, everybody likes to like realize, or, or you know, just like oh, people in Hollywood are shit, aren't they? But not us. We're great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're 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 really good. Um, the more I think about that film, the more I am just. It's, mm. it's, the more I think about the film, the more I go, it's a really good film. But that's it. It's hey, which just, film are you talking about? Uh, American fiction. fiction. It's just good, but it's just it's not that good. No. It's good. It's just not that good. 
Um, Divine Joy Randall, Randolph's won Best Supporting Actress. Hayam is oh, the Boy in the Heron has one uh, animated film, uh, which is good. Um, this it, it, it it's all just kind of like shaping up. I just I'm I'm actually not that bothered about the fact I can't watch the Oscars this year because like there's gonna there there will be no surprises. No, no, it's very unlikely, isn't it? It seems like the winners are going to be the winners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite. Um, oh, and Sophia Aspects has done murder on the dance floor at the Baftas. Of course, Great. she has. Good stuff. Um, other than that, Berlin's happening at the moment. Um, Love Lies Bleeding's apparently is decent, so that's cool. The fact Good. that that's only decent worries me a little bit, though. <laughs> Like, yeah, people. Yeah, if, if if you go on a hype scale, I was expecting this is amazing. It's 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 just it's like what what people need. It's what cinema needs right now. It's a bit like yeah, it's good. <laughs> just seems to be a bit like oh. And so, that, that, I mean, it, that'll be an improvement it, on Saint Maud. Yeah, so is it three out of five? But you just don't want to say that it's three out of five. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Quite. I. I. It just that film does just feel absolutely made for film twitter as well though like just staggeringly so a24 directed by a woman it's queer and it's about weightlifting so there's a weird kind of angle to it and it's weightlifting and and it's crime set in the 80s yeah yeah it, it, i don't know it's almost like there's some sort of film twitter bingo card and you could be <laughs> it shouting bingo is. Um, it's like it's written like so, uh, by a mad lib. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I will say as well. Um, some folks who will remain nameless on film Twitter, tweeting an awful lot more about the parties they're going to and the and the drinks they're having more than the films themselves, and the shots of the like the stars at the premieres and stuff. Um, but you know, that's fine. Um, I swear there's more. Like, Super Bowl trailers, obviously, are like quite a big, big thing. Uh, there's um, the Fantastic Four news. Oh, God. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Which I, I, I saw a, a, a YouTube shorts video or an Instagram shorts video, one of them. We just saw it earlier, didn't we, where it was saying, oh, it's been leaked who the new cast are for Marvel's Fantastic Four. And it's like, no, it wasn't leaked. Marvel put it out. <laughs> that's not that's not what leaked is. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. It's um oh, that, that it really took me by surprise, actually. Like no one had really been talking about th- those particular people. No, I, I, um, I'm, I'm glad that um, it, it's taken people by surprise. I'm glad it's not. I'm glad it's not the obvious people that people were asking for. Yeah, so I mean, um, so for anybody who doesn't know, we got uh, Pedro Pascal as uh, uh, Captain Fantastic. Um, is, what's just, his name? I'm just checking now because I can't actually remember. Fantastic Four. They are. Is he Mister Fantastic? Mister Fantastic, the Invisible Woman, the Human Torch, right. uh, and the Fang. Okay, so we've got Pedro Pascal, Mister Fantastic, Vanessa Kirby, the Invisible Woman, Sue Storm. Joseph Quinn, the Human Torch, 
and uh, Ebon Moss Backrack um, as uh, Ben Grimm. I don't, I, I don't recall that guy, but he's in the bear. Um, yeah. And people really like like him. And I know Noel said like, yeah, that's really fucking good casting for that. So great. I mean, it's mostly going to be a voice work role as well, isn't it? Let's be honest. They they just need to do it like they did with old fucking Chickless, stick him in a bunch of prosthetics. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. They need to do it like they did it with the fucking like the nineties one, where it wasn't prosthetics. It was just a bunch of fucking foam painted orange. Good. <laughs> just have him just fucking wandering around in it. Go and make it at home. So you need to. We're, we're having a few budget cuts because we, you know, we lost some fucking money on the Marvels and shit like that. So you need to make your own outfit. <laughs> it's um. Yeah, it's going to be a big, big year for Marvel next year, yep. for good or ill. Um, I, I, I look forward to uh, the internet having absolutely no problem with the age difference between Vanessa Kirby and Pedro Pascal, <laughs> because Pedro Pascal is the internet's uncle. Um, there's like sugar there, there, <laughs> there is about 20 years, isn't there? It's about 13, I think. Okay. That's yeah. I mean, for Hollywood, I suppose that's okay. <laughs> it's just—it's one of those where if people didn't like Pedro Pascal so much, I think people would have a problem with it. I don't think there's a problem with it at all. Just adding it out there. But I'm just saying, it's—I it, it, always find it quite amusing when there's certain things where people go, "Oh, that age difference, though." And then if it's somebody people like, they're like, "I oh, like shit." Well, yeah. Mm. Um, anything else? I think, no, I think I think the it's been a lot of the Super Bowl trailers, hasn't it? Okay, and the so uh, move... the Dunkin' Donuts Super Bowl adverts. So the Dunkin' Donuts one, there's a, like a five minute extended one, which is great. Yeah, and Ben Affleck is just hamming up the Boston accent. He's really going for it, isn't he? It's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible, and I just I think it's brilliant. That Ben Affleck has made a bit of a cottage industry of being like a brand ambassador for Dunkin' Donuts because of a basically because of a meme. Yeah, and the fact that he he genuinely really likes Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I mean, that's fantastic. Yeah. Great, good, good on him. Yeah, I mean, as um, well, the good on him bit there as well is uh, is the fact that he's taken every fucking penny he got for the advert. And it's all of it has gone to um, charities in and around Boston. Brilliant. He's uh, he's one of the good ones. He's yeah. one of the good ones. Yeah. Um, did you guys see the Michael Sarah Super Bowl ad? The Sarah V thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did actually. I like the fact Big that, fan of that. that they played the long game and that like a few weeks ago he was in like a department store signing bottles of Sarah V. <laughs> <laughs> Which everyone was like, what the fuck is going on? And it turns out that it was part of this long fucking marketing thing. But yeah, it, it's 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 fun. I love, I just, I love how gen- gently, and just like with the tiniest smirk on his face. Yeah. like and, and just talking about how it's my cream. And think... It's just, we've not seen Michael Sarah in anything for like, a little while because he's just kind of been taking out some time I think just to I think he's just so that people can get over that ick a little bit but I think he's had a kid and bits like that so he's kind of taking a bit of time out well, and the, and he comes he's back in a, with he's, he's, a CeraVe advert 
I mean, you know, to swing things around the other way, because, like, feeling good about him, he's currently in a show with Amy Schumer that's just started its second season. Oh, fuck that shit. Time. Amy, Amy, I don't ever want to talk about my face, Schumer. Bitch, you spent the first fucking ten years of your career talking about your body and your face. Indeed. Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, it was just what you said, bitch, you, blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, I, I just didn't imagine that coming out of your mouth, Mark. Um, I'm not a big fan of her. Yeah, I, I'm a really little bit like her. I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. It's primal. I get it. She Feral, raw. Unpleasant. She's got a face that looks like it's a drawn on a man's knee. She does. But she also, on like as a person, seems incredibly unpleasant. Yeah. So I feel like it's allowed to not like her. Yeah. Mm. That's the thing, because I felt bad about my Tracy Ellis Ross comment. Um, her face looks like it's been drawn on a sweet potato. Um, but... It does. I, yeah. It kind of does, though. I, I, but I... Yeah, I just, I hate the fact that all I can think about is, yeah, that I think that's a really, oh God, I need to stop, I, de- I need to not say that, Um, I need to try and remember to cut that out, so if I didn't, never mind, but I feel bad speaking it into existence again. Moving on, Super Bowl trailers, Um, right, okay, I need to slightly rant about something, so there was a spot, there was a pre-game spot for Krasinski's new one, if, where... It was Randall Park pretending to be John Krasinski and he was with another actor and I can't remember who the actor was and the actor was going like, but you're not John Krasinski and Randall Park's just going, yes I am. Donna and I watched that because like she was watching some of the Super Bowl trailers and we were like, what? What What the fuck? Why is... What? It's from The Office. And it, yeah, there you go. It's from The... Yeah, it's from The Office. Fair enough. I gotta say, is that... Is that actually well known enough in pop culture for like the like pre trailer announcement thing to be an, an office in joke? I think maybe in America, yeah. I think over here we I think it's one of those things a little bit like Seinfeld, where I don't think in this country we appreciate how big the American office is in America. Mm. It's big over here, but it's like it's fucking huge in the States. It's like one of the most watched comedies of all time. It's weird, I know. Mm. Never watched a single episode of it. Never watched a single episode of The Office, actually, before. No, I think it's shit. The Ricky Gervais one's shit. I think the American one's probably a bit better. I, 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 it's, it's one of those things that's not got anything against it. I've just... Don't... Ever see myself needing to watch it? Bet. <laughs> but yeah, it does feel uh, a little bit... It does feel a little bit niche. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, maybe you're right though. Maybe it's just in America. It is. Well, it just confused the fuck out of me. Um, I wouldn't have had a clue. What was going okay. On with it. No. Um. Okay. So we've got a new trailer for Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I. I'm finding it weirdly hard to get enthused for it. I'm well up for it. Yeah. Yeah. I like I'm that's... really fucking up for it. <laughs> I just. I think it's because like the Caesar trilogy. Is like I'm. I'm not a ma- as big a fan of Dawn as a lot of people, but Rise and War 
I really, really, really fucking like those films. Yeah. And I, I think Reeves is, uh, especially with War, Reeves has set a really high bar. Um, and this one, it just, I'm, I am a little bit worried about maybe they've gone away from the filming real people on sets. Like, you know, with War, it was like, it was just a lot of people with like all those like dots all over them and mm. stuff. And they were like in the moment on real locations, like real practical shooting. And this has that more artificial, let's maybe keep it a slightly more restrained budget, you know, which makes financial sense. Don't get me wrong. Cause war wasn't exactly a absolute Titanic blockbuster, but yeah, I, there, there's an artifice about this that I just, so far at least, that I haven't felt with the previous trilogy. I think I can see that but, absolutely. Right. But I think when you when you put it up to something like Godzilla versus Godzilla X Kong, um, and you look at like those two, and you're going, okay, good way to do something, bad way to do something. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited for it just because I just I I, I think as a continuation to world building, but being able to, the way it looks like it's going, right, we're setting the same universe and the same world as the Caesar trilogy, but we're not, we're a sequel of that trilogy. I think that's interesting to see what they're going to do with it. I think I'm just interested to see, yeah, how how they're going to continue that um, going forward with it being more ape-centric. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I like the fact that it seems to have the balls to go. No, we're gonna go full. This is majoritively apes. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Absolutely. And it, it, I don't know. It'd be it'd be really, really interesting if one day this all leads to Planet of the Apes. Yeah, that would be. It would be. Yeah, if it like, and we get Taylor. Yeah. It could be really interesting. Uh, but, if, if, if this is yeah. a big success, I don't think that will be too many movies off. Yeah, same. Because, you, you know, in, in the end of the day, we, like, we'll know. Like, it's not like it all actually being Earth is going to be a twist. So you could do something different with it. Yeah. But have Taylor coming from the past and all that like you know i, I think that would that that would be interesting so hey we'll we'll see how it goes and it'll it's be also... ryan gosling oh fuck that's really good it will because look at it it kind of oh, makes sense and i think he'd yeah, be up for it that does. <laughs> it does fuck, that'd be good. right so that's uh i think that's may 10th i think they've moved it away from furiosa yes, um so um Okay, so let's let's talk about Godzilla X Kong. Um, I'm very very glad that a lot of human cast people who I like in this film, Rebecca Hall, Dan Stevens, Brian Tyree Henry, are getting paid. Yeah, because this looks like an incoherent mess. <laughs> it it looks like it's going to be shit. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it looks like it's going to be either 86 minutes of look, we're sorry but here's some monsters. Or it's going to be two hours and 46 minutes of the audience sitting there going, God, I'm sorry I came to see these fucking monsters. <laughs> it just... The idea... Godzilla Minus One has kind of ruined 
like some of these films been for me now because I like Godzilla when he's a prick. Yeah, when he's a full blown prick. When he's just got that fucking grin. That we, we he's just gonna it. that yeah. shit eating people eating grin. We watched it, didn't we? And, and I just said to you, like the Western Godzilla movies just don't hit right. No. That first one. Stop trying every time to I watch it. him and make him like team up with Kong and have motivations beyond just being a prick. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. But the fir- the first one isn't necessarily doing that. And there's the the kind of like the the wonder and terror of the scale of him. Mm. I think is quite well done in that. The and then it, uh, yeah. It's the thing is I hated that film the first time I watched it, and the last time I watched it, I think I've watched it three times now. The last time I watched it, I was like, "Fuck, that's actually kind of a, like maybe a minor masterpiece." I need to watch it again. It's been how this series has been going ten years, and genuinely, I don't think I could name like I don't think I could tell you how many films are in this series. It might be three, it might be five. I don't know. I think I've seen them all. I don't know. I might have missed one in the middle. If you include Kong Skull Island, I think this is five. You got Godzilla. You got Kong Skull Island. Godzilla King of the Monsters. Godzilla versus Kong, and then Godzilla X Kong. Just like you say, I'm glad that Rebecca Hall, Brian Tyree Henry, and Dan Stevens are getting paid. Mm. End of March. Good uh, Easter weekend. I think this is. Yeah, this 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 could be an all right brain dead watch at Easter. God, I hope it's under two hours. Yeah, same. Uh, what else we got? Um, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. There's obviously there's M- an MCU one, but I'm trying to think of others, and I swear there were others. Yes. There was a new Full Guy spot. Yep. Um, minute long, flashing a bunch of words at you. Looks like they're trying to ramp up the quirky. Um, remain very up for the full guy. Yeah, just 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 looks fun. Excuse me. Just looks like daft fun, but with Ryan Gosling just kind of being Ryan Gosling. <laughs> I I I think I maybe need to not see too much more of that. Um, Oh, uh, you know, maybe we can get some margaritas, make some bad decisions. Line, <laughs> they're they're really really leaning on that. Um, yeah, no. Uh, also, Taylor Swift jokes. Um, again, yeah. Let's just let's just chill out on the Taylor Swift stuff. Um, I feel like there's a potential for that to age like milk. Yes, but yeah. Um, so there's the full guy. Um, oh God, you mentioned another one in passing when we were talking about apes. I can't think what it was now. There's Godzilla and Kong. There's, um, I mean, the Sasquatch sunset. I didn't, yeah, I didn't watch this trailer. Just... Um, I, I actually I don't think I want to watch Riley Keogh and Michael Sarah be very like self indulgently satisfied about being Sasquatches for a couple of hours. Well, yeah, apparently there's no dialogue in the entire movie. Great. 
I, that, that, which is where I am with it. I'm like, I turned up X and just sort of said after the trailer, I was like, just, I don't see the point. No. And there's all like these quotes coming up on things from like Variety and Deadline, all these things saying about, oh, a poignant um, story for our time. It's like, I don't know if these are taking the piss or not. We've got to that level now where I don't know if these are taking the piss or not. And I don't want to watch it because I don't care. And then it makes me think, do you know what? There's an awful lot of people who go, who like get sniffy about like certain films getting made and saying, oh, why do we get this film when you know all of these films like can't get made and bits like that. It's like, why is this a thing? It just this seems like it was it was a joke, and the people who made the joke actually managed to get funding for it. Mm. There are good films that didn't get made because this film might have got got made. Is what I'm saying, mm. and it might be brilliant, but I don't know because I don't think I'll ever watch it. Which makes me quite hypocritical. But I just if it's eighty six minutes, I might. <laughs> if it's a minute over. Get to fuck. It's an hour and twenty nine. Oh, it's oh. three minutes over. You, yeah, you nearly played yourself there. That yeah. was close. Um, <laughs> what else? I mean, there's two more, we got, two big ones, isn't there? Well, we got Wicked Part 1, um, which comes out yeah. the same day as Moana 2, so that's going to be a fucking bloodbath. Yeah, I, I am I am so no, partially because the, 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 like, the thumbnail that I've got in front of me on uh, Rotten tomatoes trailers for some reason um is uh, ariana grande just looking gaunt and who's that cynthia erivo cynthia erivo looking like old greg yeah the green's not good it's the book's really good i'm sure the broadway play is really good cynthia erivo is not who i would have envisioned playing old father um honestly like whatever the fuck it is that Ariana Grande has done to herself, like, and it's not just the weight loss. She, she can be whatever weight she fucking wants. Why the fuck has she bleached out her eyebrows so much? She looks like Uncanny Valley. She looks not quite real, but it's really not, enough to be creepy. It's not a Greg, it's the hitcher, isn't it? With a thumb. Yeah. 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 It's the hitch with the thumb. Getting my boosh characters mixed up there. Sorry. Sorry for not pointing that out. Um, it, yeah, it... No. <laughs> no. I mean, I, I don't care anywhere. It is a shame. Um, it's a good story. I will just say in further, before we get to two biggies, um, trailer for Damsel, new Billy Bobby Brown one on Netflix. Um, I mean... I haven't even watched it, don't care. Didn't watch that out of principle, to be fair. She needs to, like, maybe actually think about doing things outside of Netflix if she wants to have a fucking career. Um, oh, well, you know, she can't have a career and do all the poignant works she wants to do because she's too, you know, tied in with Stranger Things. If it wasn't well, it's a good thing it's things, the last bloody season yeah. then, isn't it? If it wasn't for Stranger Things, she'd be setting the world on fire. God, I fucking hate her. 
There's, there's an awful lot of the cast of Stranger Things who are not coming out quite well at the moment, are they? <laughs> and they held it and, together so well for so no, many years. No, and, and it, just, it just seems like that after the final series of that, there's going to be some people who worked on it coming out going, my God, they were fucking dickheads, some of these people. Mm. <laughs> and yet you've got that one guy from the, that last season who broke out and he's the fucking Human Torch in Fantastic Four. Good for him. And he, Yeah, and <laughs> a, a, apparently from all... Everything you hear about him, he's, he's just a nice kid. Yeah, he's supposed to be a really good yeah. guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's brilliant. You know, so, you know, they're not all Romans. Oh, no, I think most of them are probably net positive. It's yeah. just, triangle like, Face seems fine. Yeah, Finn Wolfhart seems fine. Sadie Sink Who's seems Triangle fine. Face? Finn Wolfhart. <laughs> right, okay. Um, you know, Joe Carey, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Seems like a nice enough dude. Do you know he's a good dude? <laughs> Who's that man? That Twister. That Glenn Powell. He's a real dude, isn't he? Right. What a fucking guy. The fact that in this trailer, they do like T shot, W shot. After one of the letters... It's just Glenn Powell in a tight white t-shirt and a cowboy hat walking in the rain. And that, yep. I, I, think my, I think my exact words when that happened was, hello! Twitched, Fucking sold. Yeah, it did twitch a bit. Yeah. <laughs> it it twanged. Yeah, the elastic in my boxes went. Um, I've, I've never seen Twister. I'm going to watch Twister very oh soon. Have Twi- you seen Twister? Yeah. No, no. Man, it, it it's just a really entertaining movie. It's just yeah, a really yeah, so Donna tells film. me. That's, that's wild. I this looks ace. Forget, I do sometimes forget that not everyone's as into like weather movies as we are. <laughs> <laughs> We're strangely obsessed with them. I do like a weather movie. Yeah. I mean, this this looks great. It's from the guy who directed Minari. This is his follow-up to Minari. Uh-huh. Like, what? Guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's brilliant. Good for him. Yep. Um, and it's not like it's like the MCU or anything like that. Yeah, it's a franchise film, but I don't know. It's a sequel to a film from like 30 years ago. Sure, why not? You want to do a, like do a one of those, yeah. which is now nostalgia. Cool, man. Do it. Looking forward to it. And it, lo- it looks good. It looks like... Yep. It, it looks like the movie Twister. Yeah, it does, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to seeing Anthony Ramos get sucked off into a hurricane. I, I think we all are. Yep. Yep, very up for, very up for Twisters. I love the fact that it's just called Twisters and then you find out the reason why is because there's fucking two of them. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> That's the kind of simple fucking ideas that I like. Yeah. What if the post-credits is like it's the twister home and there's just a baby twister that's been left orphaned and now twister 3 is going to be the vengeful baby twister of avenging his mother and father i'd watch it yep i'd watch any of them um i mean the original twister i believe was written by co-written by kathleen kennedy i think that sounds right. Yep. It's Amblin. Yeah, she co-wrote it. It was a Jan de Bont joint, wasn't it? I 
believe it was, yeah. Yeah. I want to search follow up to speed, I think. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch Twister soon. Yeah, and uh, have a great look time forward with to that. Twisters. Yeah, nice one. Um Do you know what? I, I think it's gonna be a, a a perfectly decent time actually, Deadpool and Wolverine. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be alright this. Do you know what I liked about this trailer? And it might just be the tr- it might just be trailer heavy, but there's an awful lot of him just being Deadpool. In the trailer, mm. I really liked number two. Actually, I, 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 when we rewatched it a couple of mm. weeks ago, I really liked it. And the reason why I chose to rewatch it a lot earlier is, I think, if you'd rewatched them in the couple of, in the week or so leading up to it, I think you might have got a little bit Deadpooled out. Yeah, I think I think there's so. then we've had too much Deadpool. Mm. I hope it's a bit that Deadpool and Wolverine is a little bit tighter and snappier than than two. Two's a little bit too long. I'm worried about this one. I think as they're trying to fold this into the MCU, Disney's dirty fingers will ruin certain bits of it that feel independent of. Like the fact that I was talking to... Oh, this is quite funny, actually. I was talking to somebody at work um, who is like like properly into Marvel, watches all the series and all this kind of stuff. um, And he was saying that uh, there's a lot of stuff in the trailer that links to the Loki TV series. Yeah. So that's a concern for me because I aren't fucking watching that. But another thing that's hilarious about the conversation that I was having with him was, oh, the only thing that confused me was like, his missus is there. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, she died in the second one. I was like, did you not watch the fucking post creds? And he was like, what? I was like, I thought you were like a Marvel fan. You are aware that they all have post-credit scenes. He was like, yeah, but it's Deadpool. It's not like Marvel, Marvel. I was like, so you just fucking left? Yeah. You've never seen the post-credit scene? No. So I found it on Disney Plus and showed him. It was like, oh, well, that makes more sense then. <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I enjoy the fact that it's it's Deadpool being a bit Deadpoolier rather than it being more of a weird Wilson heavier one. Mm. But we'll see. Yep. Um, I, I have yeah. a feeling that the the Loki bits will literally have at one point just Deadpool or we're turning around to the camera and doing a right for everybody who didn't watch Loki. Blah 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 blah. blah, blah. Right, we started cool, <laughs> mm. or something like that. There'll be some piss turkey catch up on it. I hope so. Very good. So, that was that. <laughs> now, uh, to discuss one of the, the films of our time. Um, or, no, actually, it's set in the 90s, isn't it? Madam Web is directed by S.J. Clarkson, stars Dakota Johnson, Sidney Sweeney, Isabella Merced, Celeste O'Connor, and Taha Rahim. Um, Cassandra Webb is a New York metropolis, metropolis, sorry, paramedic who begins to, to demonstrate signs of clairvoyance. Forced to challenge revelations about ta- uh, of her past, she needs to safeguard three young women from um, uh, a, a deadly adversary who wants them destroyed. So, Madam Webb, we've been 
somewhat looking forward to this, but probably not the reasons the studio wanted um, since the trailer came out. Um, it's going to do in the US over six days. It's going to do twenty six million dollars, which is less than um, anyone but you. <laughs> the other Sony Sydney Sweeney movie of this year. Fucking ridiculous. Um, right, um, yeah, let's do it. Bex, Madame Webb. <laughs> I don't really... I, I mean, obviously we'll get into it as we discuss it, but I, it's just an absolute piece of shit, isn't it? Yep. It's, like, irredeemably <laughs> bad. I, I can't... I said to Mark when we came out, there is one positive that I can take from this movie... And that is that Dakota Johnson's hair looks great and I'm thinking of cutting my fringe back in. That's it. The script is fucking awful. Like painfully, painfully bad. The acting is... is It's... I can't think of... What's his name? Uncle Ben. He's alright, isn't it? Everyone else is fucking shit. Including Dakota Johnson. She's awful, isn't it? Fucking! No, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> no, say it. You can't say it now. You said it so many times after we came out and we're discussing it. Yeah, that You're one. the one person on this podcast who can say it. No, because it's gonna go out. <laughs> say it. No. Um... <laughs> can you WhatsApp it to me? It, it's not that funny. No, but I, think I still feel like you need to say it. It's not that offensive. All right. What was it? Basic math, skateboard and shy dick sucker <laughs> with the girls. Um, they are awful. And Sydney Sweeney isn't a bad actress, but she is fucking awful in this. And it's because she's playing against type and trying to play some kind of meek, sweet, introverted girl, which clearly just isn't her vibe. It is batshit casting. It is awful. And then the, 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 the skateboard girl playing the fucking sassy rebellious rich person's daughter was she the dickhead yeah she's shit yeah she was kids tv level of bad acting from those three and honestly our basic math really pissed me off i really didn't like that she did she did like some real basic sum in the back of the car and like dakota johnson's like oh my god that was so quick what? She subtracted five from 21 or something. Yes. She had she, she had a shirt that said that she eats math for, for breakfast. breakfast. <laughs> oh, it was the contractions, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Fucking awful, that bit. Um, what else? Script, bad. Story, bad. Acting, bad. It's just... It's, it's just I, I honestly, like, I wish this didn't exist because it's made me like Dakota Johnson less... And I liked her quite a lot before this, but I've lost like respect for her. I don't know. Just watch some of her but, from like the the press junkets, and you'll you'll be fine. Why the fuck is she, she in she, it? It's not like she needs. The she money. also fired. She fired her a- agent representation after this film as well. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. All right, fair enough. <laughs> but there is a point of why is Dakota Johnson anywhere near this? Yeah. Because it's not like she needs the money. No. It's not like she needs the exposure. She's Dakota Johnson. She just walks around Dakota Johnsoning, and everyone pays attention to her. It's fucking. It's insane just look. That she's a, in this. Lead in a Spider-Man universe film as like a career move 
like you get it, but at the same time, I'm assuming she signed on before she read the script. Well, a right, no, I don't get it because she's not going to want to pursue a future in like shitty blockbusters, is she? And she was doing perfectly fine doing the films she wants to do without this piece of shit. And who signs on to a movie without reading the script? Surely that's like a thing that you do first. No, 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 not with like blockbusters, bits like that. Also, to be fair, she was in Char Char real smooth, so I don't think she was doing particularly well. Maybe she's had like some kind of tax bill we're unaware of, and I doubt it. I just think it's just that maybe maybe Chris Martin's got really bad taste in movies, and he's like, yeah, it sounds really good. Maybe she's just trying to get honestly, so she wants to be on set. (laughs) He does seem real fucking boring. I honestly, I, I I think her reps were just like, this is a good career move for you. And the fact that she did the film and then fired them, yeah. and then it's just probably been, says a lot. It's just been a, like just not like a not like a an unpleasant like dickhead on the press junket, but just taken the piss completely. I mean, the fucking the name the three um, what's it? Tom Holland Spider Man films. Spider Man the Goblet of Spiders. <laughs> Wasn't there like the Spider-Man, there he goes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spider-Man, here he comes again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Spidey, the goblet of Spider-Man. <laughs> uh. Uh, Mark, your thoughts? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, the script is, is just appalling. It feels like a first draft from a movie that should have been made 30 years ago. Um, mm. It's also... You're looking at the, the costume design and going, right, it, that's how you think people dressed in mm. 2003 based on, I would say, solely... Like, just solely... Um, Beyonce and Nelly videos. That's it. It it's just nobody actually dressed like that. I'm surprised when they were texting it wasn't in Excel. Um, <laughs> nice. It's it's that is so bad. Um, Tara uh, Rahim, who I've seen in things, and he's a good actor, but genuinely, it it I I think Noel, Noel mentioned it on when we were speaking about it. Um, he does see he's dubbed. There's no way that that isn't hasn't been redubbed over again. It, 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 yeah, it, I, I believe it's been confirmed by people in the production that they basically redubbed the entire role. Yeah, it, it's honestly it is. His performance is is terrible. I don't solely blame him because the character makes zero fucking sense. At all. So, at one point, his whole thing is that he is basically a fucking Terminator and just wants to fucking kill those girls. I can't blame him. Yet, wait. Yet he has ample opportunity to kill them, but instead just kills a load of police officers that he didn't need to kill when they were literally there. (laughs) But he decides, no, I'm going to get rid of all these police officers and just let them run away. Mm. It makes... No, he's not very good at being that bad Spider-Man. <laughs> and also, he's walking I, around in just barefoot 
because of, like the, the fact that he needs that to have the contact to be able to do all the Spider-Man bits but then he's in a full costume that doesn't have that it, none of it makes sense at all but I can't say that I didn't actually enjoy my time with it at points it that that's the thing because there are parts of this film that are absolutely fascinating from a how was this deemed acceptable like how was this something that they thought was a good creative idea or was it just it was probably this oh we've fucked this up all right we're just gonna have to get through it and then put it out and just hope it disappears quietly you said that, didn't you? Like, everyone gave up halfway through. Yeah, everyone gave up, like, halfway through. And then the ending, it's almost like they're all laughing at the film in the film. All of them. Dakota Johnson, in the end, with those sunglasses, just fucking smirking while she's saying the lines. That last line as well, like, you know, the best thing about the future? It hasn't started yet, or whatever it is, or it hasn't begun yet. And she's, like, fucking smirking at the screen while she yeah. says it. But, but there's another it, bit as well where, like, the girls are saying, oh, it's great, he just gets to be an uncle and have none of, like, the responsibility. And then she's like, oh, that's what he thinks. Like, seriously, are you laughing because he, because because Peter Parker's parents are about to die? <laughs> Ben's Ben's really into being an uncle is one of the greatest lines I've maybe ever heard. Yeah. Um, oh, God, and what was the thing about the power and the responsibility as well? Yeah, that, that guy says. It's like they've taken yeah. the line and gone, we need a line that's like, with great power comes great responsibility. From great responsibility comes, comes great, great power. power. It's Fuck. like, fucking oh. Howard, you've done it again. Level of shit. I, this and but this is the like there are just some of the film is deeply deeply boring, but there there are there are these pockets and none of them are good, none of them are good. Like I pray this is the worst film I see in at least in the cinema this year, um, and I watched it in IMAX because it was the only time that it was the only time that really worked for me, and I swear to God that was like fucking eating an Asda own brand frozen lasagna in the Sistine Chapel. Like, it was... Fuck... Like, what the fuck was I doing? But, um... The conversation that Tahar Rahim has in bed with that woman, it's like... that. That is actually insane. Like, why is she not just grabbing her shit and getting away? Like... I just keep on having this dream about like these girls, well, he, and I need to kill them. them. No, what not already? That point. Yeah, yes. No, not that no. She's no. She's listening to him for around. a while. Oh shit! Yeah. No, they should probably, should probably just get the fuck out of the junction. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like when she like she goes to grab her gun. I think. Oh, that's it. And he grabs her. Yes, yes. Sorry about that. Yeah. But before that, he's banging on about some real sketchy shit. Yeah. And she's like the head of the NSA or whatever the fuck. And apparently all you need is an ID badge and a password <laughs> and you've cracked their entire system. Um, I, yeah, I, it's... 
like the ineptitude across this entire film is is amazing. I when I had a pee break before I went, they were in Jersey and they were on the run, and when I came back, it was just Dakota Johnson and she was in Peru. Literally, I I, I, I can tell you what happens there. So they're in the uh-huh. they're in the hotel room, the, the, the motel room uh, that's there, and she says, "I need to go to Peru." And then Uncle Ben picks the girls up, and she says, "You need to hide these and keep them out of sight." And he goes, "I don't know what this is about, but okay then." And then she goes to Peru. That's it. Because. She just pops he the never she's, she's, she's literally wanted by the police, but <laughs> yeah. manages to get to an incredibly specific part of Peru in a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a bit earlier on where he's like, she will come back one day for answers. <laughs> it's just... She's just a... I don't know, man. She's a fucking baby. They've just but, done a water birth. But, it's like, she'll come back... What? But also, at that point, I was thinking... How did they get her back to the States and with her mum's stuff as well. as well? I need to see that scene. <laughs> mm. It it feels it's it's almost like a choose your own adventure <laughs> where every single like choice that they, they made was just like the wrong one. Yeah. But they just had to keep on going down the, the path because you can't stop now. Um it, but even down to things like hiding him in the woods for no reason. Oh, that... Why couldn't they just come back to Hurts? Cameras, man. That was great as well, where it was like they, they, they hid them, but it was basically they were just they were right by the side of the road. <laughs> just standing around. Yeah. Um I It's so bad. Just how how? How how? How? Because, I mean, like, Morbius was shit as well. Yeah. I quite like Morbius. Morbius is shit. But, I quite but, like it. But that, yeah, but I, there's... I Yeah, I don't know. At least Jared Leto seems engaged. Weird. Like, the only time Dakota Johnson really is alive in this film is when she can be passive-aggressive shitty during the baby shower. She apparently she really enjoyed doing the stunt driving because she did all the her own is, stunt yeah, driving at the, the ambulance is, what, and she wanted to crash it into the diner, but the stunt team wouldn't let her. That's the only time she actually great. seems awake. Yeah, the thing there oh, is, good is, is Dakota Johnson doing a little bit of a fucking daytime bringing out the dead is quite cool. <laughs> yeah, but I would I would prefer to watch a movie about Dakota Johnson EMT. paramedic yeah. than than ever watch anything to do with this fucking shite again. It's saying that though, I'd watch another. <laughs> well, you're an idiot though. You'd be watching that on your own. I, this is, th- this film is the most emphatically let's never speak of this again project. It's, it, that It's possibly, it, it's possibly going to add a new category to our rating system of just, it's a Madam Web. But I mean, yeah, so I just, I, but I don't know what, but where it is just like no one involved in this film will ever want to talk about it again after opening weekend. No, there there will be some kind of fan made documentary in ten years time 
about just what the fuck went on here. It's I, Sydney Sweeney. I wouldn't be surprised if she just flat out denies she was even in it. <laughs> the thing is, it's 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 directed by uh, one who does a lot of TV stuff, isn't it? Yeah, and, and I, I don't mean this as a negative, but it, it a lot of the direction of it feels quite TV. It's quite. It's got that snappy, ultra dramatic, very quickly shot. It feels quite TV like. There, I don't necessarily mean that as a negative, you know. But it, it does. It doesn't surprise me that the person who directed this directed episodes of like Doctors and Casualty and Footballs Wives and things like that. It, that's it, not a surprise. Actually, it's not even that it's necessarily that's a bad thing, but. It just, it always feels very low stakes. It's it's like Honestly, a kids show. It is. It's like a pilot for a, for a, for a kids Sunday night TV show mm. that happens to star Dakota Johnson. Yeah, but I mean, even the kind of like the flash forward bits where it's those girls as spider people. Yeah, the, the costumes look shit. Yeah, yeah. None of that. That doesn't. That doesn't look good. And also, how the fuck are they going to get bitten by spiders? Is Madame Webb going to have to go, right, I'm, go- I'm just going to need you guys to go with me on this, get bit by this spider? <laughs> I think that might be it, yeah. I mean, they're not going to have to worry about it. Because, no. I, 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 you know, it's the kind of film that is so, let's raise this from the earth. I wouldn't be surprised if once it leaves cinemas, it doesn't. It they just don't bother giving it a release anywhere at all. <laughs> like it doesn't come out on streaming, doesn't come out on Sky Cinema or anything. Like, it's just it's gone. It's just deleted. <laughs> like it is after everything that Warner have been doing, the fact that this was not written off for tax, mm. but Batgirl was. I know they're two different studios, but. Surely, surely, like Batgirl wasn't as bad as this was. There's got to be some. There'll, there'll, there'll be something where Sony had to release a certain fucking Spider-Man themed movie within a certain time period. Otherwise, Marvel got fucking I mean, rights back to Spider-Man's Spider-Woman. Or something I, like that. Actually, that could be it. Well, I. I mean, it could it could be it, yeah. I mean, like for what it's worth, I mean, Deadline have basically said if the film opens to fifty million global, no one's it, no one's going to lose any sleep over it because Sony have good licensing their shit to Netflix deals mm. and stuff like that. So you know, because that's the thing, Sony don't have their own streaming service, so you know they can just sell shit. And this was this was part of a package of stuff that they've already sold, you know. So and and hey, for for every every anyone but you, which will be streamed on Netflix hundreds of millions of times, mm-hmm. you got a Madame Web. Yeah. Also, and just one last thing from me, Sydney Sweeney playing this character in this film, like schoolgirl, like shy retiring schoolgirl. And Sydney Sweeney in anyone but you within two months of each other. Like that, it wow. It's, it's a bit bonkers, isn't it? I can't just say, like, shy, introverted, meek kind of 
girls. Don't wear over knee socks and incredibly short skirts, as a rule. I mean, I, I bet Sydney Sweeney doesn't know that. No. She probably couldn't even call the costume designer out on it. No. Because she's Sydney Sweeney. I, 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 I bet Sydney Sweeney was literally there going, going, I have one question about this. This top's baggy. How are people going to notice my tits? <laughs> well, there's that bit where they tie it, yeah. remember? I think that was in direct response to her yeah. saying that. Oh, when they're dancing to Toxic and that one girl's like, oh, I love this song. Yeah. I, it, I, oh god, the fucking the naughty's references are fucking clunky as hell as well. Yeah, and the, the thing oh, is, she needs to go home and watch Idol. Oh, oh that that, that is like that person wouldn't watch Idol. No, <laughs> no, no, you're right. And I, I reckon that Dakota Johnson doesn't know what Idol is. I, I gotta say as well, Dakota Johnson like trying to crawl up the wall and just doing that that jump. <laughs> Like I felt dead inside yeah. for her. I laughed. She looked so ashamed of of whatever she'd got herself involved in. That bit where she's sat crumpled on the floor yeah. and she's like, "Don't ever tell anyone about this." That's her meaning the film. <laughs> oh yeah, no, she thought the, the take was over and they just left it in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, also, the the line that everyone was kind of taking the piss out of. Uh, Online, uh, from the trailer, not even in the film. Which one? Um, uh, his, his name's Ezekiel Sims. Uh, he was with my mother when she died in the Amazon researching spiders. Researching spiders. <laughs> not in the film. <laughs> oh, Why fucking hell! Because uh, apparently, out of context, it's a really funny line. It, it makes no sense. To which Dakota Johnson was like, "Any it's... sentence out of context doesn't make sense." No, it's. It's a weirdly Specific. descriptive and long line to have in a trailer. Yeah. Okay. Like, it, I, I, I get why that's an odd line, but Dakota Johnson's, well, anything sounds weird out of context, is a fantastic response. <laughs> it's, it, it's a withering. She's, she's very good at the withering, smiling put down. <laughs> uh. Uh, it, Dakota Johnson will ne- will probably never do one of these again because why would like I think she'd be like no yeah I think when they turn when they ring up all of them and go right guys we're starting pre production on Madam Web two and they all go no we're not I'm like well you all did sign on for you know for two three movies fuck off all right yep noted <laughs> I Craven the Hunter is going to be fascinating now <laughs> yes. because it's the last one of these. That Sony of and like, because the Bad Bunny was going to do El Muerto, but I think that's been shit canned yeah, now. And there is so, Venom three coming up, isn't there? Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I kind of meant of like the, the, the other ones, ones where they haven't. Yeah, you know, no, nobody said anything about a Morbius two. That film came out over a year ago, so <laughs> Morbius two probably not happening. So we got Craven the Hunter, and then. Who knows? And Venom 3 seems to be going largely because it's a weirdly Tom Hardy is creatively involved in it franchise at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, he's written and, like, he's written the, the full screenplay, I think, for this one, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's, it's di- directed by his mate, yeah. who wrote the second one, and, um, yeah, is like a genuine, she's a friend of his. 
And she's directing the thing. Sure, why not? Yeah. Fuck it, go for it. So, <laughs> Madam Webb, what a what a picture. Fucking awful. But I mean, yeah, but I mean, no it's, I'm not. Features apart uh, from Dakota Johnson's hair. I, I do think that Ian, your prediction that at some point this year, uh, the "How Did This Get Made" podcast will have Adam Scott on it. And they will be going, so yep. Adam, how did this get made? <laughs> and he will be really nice about it, but also be a bit like, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was on there. Um, um, that one that Joseph Kahn directed, it's one word. And it was like Fast and Furious, but motorbike. I talk. Talk, yeah. I'm pretty sure he was on there. How did this get made? And he's in that. Yes. So I, I, I could, I don't know how. How did this get made? Do not have Madam Web as this Friday's episode. <laughs> I don't know how that doesn't happen. It, it's, yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah. It's baffling. Um, but like, like, like I say, I'm not angry, and I think maybe I'm not angry because it's so obviously. No one's ever going to want to talk about it again. That it's like, yeah, fine. It just it came out DOA. Um, it, uh, yeah, just the fact there's not even a mid or a post credit scene. No, you, you can tell that like that 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 end little bit at the end was supposed to be a mid credit scene, and then somebody just went, "We can't seriously expect people to stay beyond credits." <laughs> That's a good point because it's got real like. There's been like a a credits bit, and then there's going to be this bit, and then there's going to be the other credits bit. It's got that kind of energy, but then it just doesn't. <laughs> just happens. It just. I do kind of want to see astral projection, Madame Web fighting, because yeah. just what does that look like? I, I'm saying it. I'd watch another. I know it will never happen, but I would watch it. <laughs> but the problem is. It would cost about a hundred million dollars, and I don't think they're going to do that just because one person will buy one ticket. No. <laughs> oh yeah, look, def- def- definitely shit. Hope it's one of the worst things I see this year, but you can't say the film itself is boring. You can. The story's shit. You going shit as well? It's shit. I'm Geostorm. No, it's not so bad. It's good. It's shit. I, I enjoyed it enough. Oh, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I think enjoyed it enough. I, I mean, good on you. Yeah, I, go I, with I, I will right, say this. Play. Right. <laughs> I will at some point watch this again. You can do that on a day off on your own. That's fine. But I know at some point I, I will go, fuck it. <laughs> Give it another go. This needs to be your cats. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know if anybody picked up on it, but did anybody notice that it was uh, that there was a little bit of Pepsi product placement in there? I didn't notice. <laughs> did you not? No. Fucking hell, man! When Ow. they do that entire thing, like I want a beer. No, you should have a Pepsi because you're not supposed to have alcohol 24 hours oh. after diet. Like, and then there's a giant Pepsi doing? sign in it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah okay. And they all have Pepsi's at the end. At the end. Like those girls come in and they've all got Pepsi's. Yep. Uh-huh. And at another point when she first goes, uh, so what is it? Um, 
after she'd saved Sydney Sweeney's stepmom, she's carrying a Pepsi. Doesn't open it. Just walks around, just tapping the top of it. <laughs> never opens it. Yeah. It's just the noughties superhero energy of this yeah. film is huge. And the, like, literally Pepsi yeah. timed their brand relaunch for their new branding that is a retro what, for Madam Web. Through Madam Web. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> it's just... Oh, fuck. Looking up. Yeah, I am going to watch this again. God, you're an idiot. <laughs> if I was on a... Like, if I was on a plane and it was on there and, you know, I could just, like, do the little boom and just ask for... Yeah, can I have another Heineken, please? Maybe. Like... I, I'm I'm considering the idea next week of getting mildly trashed watching Oppenheimer on an airplane. <laughs> Madame Webb would be perfect for that. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, what a fucking like you said, what a picture. What a picture. Fucking hell. <laughs> Let's fucking go. All right. So, moving on. Um. Just a quick question. Do we think we would have enjoyed Bob Marley One Love more? No. I think we'd have all been bored. <clears throat> I don't think I'd have been as entertained. No. no. I would have enjoyed if we'd covered Bob Marley One Love more because I wouldn't have seen either of them. <laughs> ah, that's smart. Mm. That's smart. Thank you. Try. Yeah. Yeah. You, you see it all... Just like Madame Webb. <laughs> right. Okay then, guys. What have you been up to? What have we watched, Bex? Uh, We've only done two together, haven't we? Have we? Yeah. I think we're... I mean, we, we, we've done Polly Shore of the Week. Polly Shore of the Week. We watched Encino Man. Which you'd never nice. seen, had you? No. And Brendan Fraser is good. And Polly Shore is. It's Polly Shore, isn't it? Is. It's, it's good, it's fun. So, is this three Polly Shore movies we've watched so far? And, and you've liked them all? Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun movie. It, it is. Nothing is more 90s MTV movie than Encino yeah. Man. That's it. I, I can't say necessarily, and I don't, I don't want to be snidey, I don't think the movies are good. Wow. Because they're not. Because they're made in that kind of MTV, stupid, fucking chaotic style. But they're they're all right enough to spend time with. Because I think Polly Shaw's characters were always like they're fuck ups and stuff like that. They're 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 kind of annoying, but they they're always kind of sweet. Yeah. And their hearts in the right place yeah. so far. Um, Sean. Aston, his yeah. character in this is an absolute dickbag. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah. The fact that he's just trying to use yeah. uh, Brendan Fraser's caveman. Uh, it's called Link. Link, yeah. Who turns up in one of the? He turns up in Son-in-Law. In Son-in-Law, at one of the college parties, Link's there. Uh, oh yes, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what made us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoyed it. Yep. Uh, and oh, we also watched another one. We also watched what did we? 
Did we watch the day the earth stood still? We did, yeah. I'd forgotten to log that. Yeah, we watched that, didn't we? Yeah. So after watching um, War of the Worlds, you said to me, didn't you, about... Um, What's the alien one that's got Keanu Reeves in it? And I was like, it's the day the earth stood still. And so we watched the day the earth stood still. Um, which should be called the, you know, the movie that stands still halfway through. It's really good. And then it just fucking falls off a cliff. Isn't it really short as well? Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Like, it's under 100 minutes before credits. Like, 95 minutes before credits. Yeah. Which, for a, you know, a, a film that's like 16, 17 years old and cost about $100 million at the time. Scott Derrickson yeah. as well, isn't it? it the the yeah. first half of it is really good and really interesting. I'd say half's probably a bit generous. I'd say maybe the first third. Maybe the first third, then yeah, and then, but then it does just drop off a cliff. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. It is weird, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's just like the reason why he changes his mind and decides no humanity can be saved is because Jaden Smith's sad that his dad died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, like, because, like, you'd think that's, like, reductive, but I bet it's not. No, it's... It's not, no. It's bonkers. He asks him to bring him back. He says, no, he can't. Jaden Smith cries. And this fucking alien that's that's here to save the literal whole planet from us, destroying it, which, I mean, looking at how things are now, he probably should have fucking done it if it was real. Just changed his mind. Yeah. Right, and, and <laughs> what's-his-face has been on the planet... For what seventy years, research. Jim yeah. Yeah, researching us and seeing if we can be changed for the better and things like that, and and you know, <laughs> I think he's probably mentioned yeah. to this alien race at some point. Oh, by the way, guys, I don't know whether it's going to sway you, but they do get sad when their families die. <laughs> oh shit! No, well we'll just let them destroy it then. It's the boys watching it now, like 15, 16 years later. You've got a lot of points of Jennifer Connelly going, look. We can change. We can turn around, you know, under the, the most extreme adversity. We can change things. You watch it going, we can't. We don't. We just can't. Can't. We go the opposite way. Yeah. <laughs> this film is filled with way too much hope. Yeah. <laughs> Move along. We are shit. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what's not filled with way too much hope, though? What? Domino. The Tony Scott movie. <laughs> I'm a bounty hunter. I fucking love Domino. <laughs> My name is Domino Harvey. I'm a bounty hunter. I fucking love this film. <laughs> That's really good, Ian, to be fair. Thanks. It's, the thing about Domino is, I think, about Domino, it's incoherent. Yeah. It's barely watchable at times. Yeah. It is seizure-inducing. There is not, there is not a single character in it that isn't just absolutely reprehensible. Mm. Um, it's the fact that you've got Edgar Ramirez shotgunning a guy's arm off to Stereophonics and Tom Jones. Mama told me not to come. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. That sounds like a great choice. <laughs> 
honestly, it's fucking chef's kiss. Wow. For me. It, this film, and he doesn't even really show him doing it. Like, the focus is on the, something else and he's the, blurry the in the background. The focus is, is, is on... It's on the fucking guys from Beverly Hills 90210 having to watch this. Yeah, yeah. And you just look at it going, this is fucking great. And then fucking Tom Waits comes. Tom yeah. Waits fucking turns up as the saviour. Essentially, do you know what that character's supposed to be? God. He's supposed to be God setting them on the right path. <laughs> it's just fucking brilliant. Yeah. Tony Scott, dude. There'll never be another. There will never be another because it, it's just... The thing is, I watched a, a Ridley Scott movie this week. Not like one of the, 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 the big ones. But I watched a Ridley Scott movie this week. Mm. And I watched this Tony Scott movie this week. And do you know what? The Tony Scott movie is just fucking better well, yeah. by a million fucking miles. It's more interesting. I, people will say to me, it's shit. And I will go, I don't care yeah. right also I, I noticed on my letterbox because you can track the activity of when you last watch things can't you on letterboxd mm. so yeah I, i've seen domino a few times i saw it in the cinema i had it on dvd everything like that my letterbox acti- activity is i watched it in 2016 in april i watched it in february of 2020 and i watched it in february of 2024 I watch Domino every four years, it would appear. Fair enough. And I think I will do that until the day I die. Fair enough. Yep. It is... I I fucking love this movie. And it's just... Every time I watch a a Tony Scott movie, um, it it reminds me that he, he... there's a strong possibility he might be in my top three filmmakers of all time. <laughs> That's fair. Because behind whoever directed Biodome. Yeah. Yeah. And David Fincher. <laughs> but yeah, just fucking what a film! What an absolutely batshit insanity of a movie. It is mental. Ah. <laughs> uh. Uh, do you want to do your bits or do you want us to go about what we watched on our solos? Uh, no, no, crack on, crack on. Let's just this. quickly nip to get a drink, I think, so I'll do mine. Um, yeah, sure. So the Ridley Scott one I watched was uh, the mm. movie Someone to Watch Over Me with Tom Berenger and Mimi Rogers. Uh, and I mean, to, to be fair, when you were saying, like, oh, the, Ridley, the Tony Scott one was... And way enjoyed that more. I kind of feel like it would have been more impactful if it wasn't someone to watch over me. But, right, which is fair, but I would say that people would say that Domino is one of Tony Scott's worst films. I wouldn't agree with that. Uh, okay. But I would say that people would say that because people don't okay. understand the beauty of Domino. Um, and I would also say that people would say, Really? Ridley Scott directed that? I didn't know that. <laughs> About someone to watch over me. Um, have you ever seen this, Ian? No, and I always get this in the eyes of Laura Mars confused for some fucking reason. It's it's an oddity of a film. In the sense that mm. it's really quite boring. Um, and that's not but, something you normally say about Ridley Scott movies. You know, like, there's some that I don't really get on with too well, but they're always usually quite interesting. Whereas this sure. is actually quite boring so the thing about it is is um 
Tom Berenger plays a detective. He's just become a detective. And the first ever um, case he gets put on is essentially he's got to look after, do the night shift looking after this um, socialite because she's witnessed a murder uh, by this this mafia crime lord and they think that he's going to try and kill her before she can uh, testify. So that's what he has to do. And what would you have it? They end up kind of falling for each other and it all gets a little bit, you know, twisty and turny. Um, but the problem is, doesn't really get that twisty and turny. They do fall for each other, but it's really fucking quickly. And it just, you go, yeah, I don't get that. I don't get why you've fallen for her. She just doesn't seem that great. And you've got Lorena Bracco at home, who seems pretty fucking cool in this. You know? There's there's a whole sequence where Lorena Bracco's talking about her ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just... It was a lunchtime watch. Um, and... So, Sorry, I, I don't know whether we're distracting you in the in the safe space oh, I've, chat. I've not looked here. Right, just have a look at this. So uh, Dominic Sessa from The Holdovers, there was a shot of The Holdovers crew when uh, Anatomy of a Fall won uh, Best Screenplay at the BAFTAs. And Dominic Sessa genuinely looks like he wants to murder someone. <laughs> yeah, he does not look happy there. Fucking hell! <laughs> he hasn't been told you've got a like clap and smile. No, he has face. not got an awards face. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, um, that's just if, if anyone if anyone's listening to this and hasn't seen this, cause I kind of feel like it's it should become a meme. So, uh, but fucking hell. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. Um, yeah, if you want to watch over me, um, it's it not someone no one really needs to watch over this film. It's pretty boring. Um, nothing good happens about it. And you should have been warned when uh, over the opening credits, Sting is singing someone to watch over me. And uh, when Sting is singing anything, that is usually the time where everyone should fucking leave. <laughs> um, what else have I watched? Uh, I mean, you've got quite a few, haven't you, Bex? I'm going to treat certain ones as a collective. As a block. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after our um, Zac Efron chat, um, which has anybody seen the um, the an interview that the real, um, what's his name from the Iron Claw, the real guy did? The real Kevin Von Erich. No. Uh, did, yeah. He it, 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 it was doing like some like, wrestling thing uh, and somebody asked him have you seen the movie and he was like yeah 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 I, I saw it last night and then I went out for dinner with um, with Zac Efron I'd not met him before I went out for dinner with him he said he's just he's great what, what a guy what a you know the, the body transformation they went through he said you know really you know really respectful for that I don't feel like the parody he said he's just a really nice guy and really like it it's like that's pretty fucking cool like that yeah uh, do you know what else is pretty fucking cool go on beer watch Baywatch is great. Hmm. Yeah. It's yeah, it's good. It's honestly, it is a fucking crime that we don't have two or three of these movies. We should have had more of these movies. 
The issue is, my issue with that is that The Rock would have come back. Yeah, he would have, but he works as yeah as Mitch. Yeah, he does. You know, the the interaction that he has with David Hasselhoff where he, he, he basically says, how far have you fallen? Are you wearing street man shoes? Yeah. <laughs> it's just great. It, this movie knows exactly what it's doing. Like the, the 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 lines of Zac Efron, are you dyslexic? No, I'm Caucasian. <laughs> it's just looking great. <laughs> oh, I had a great time with this. Again, for about the fifth time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I also rewatched because occasionally I do watch serious movies. Yeah. It's not often. Uh, I rewatched Catch Me If You Can. Uh, the Spielberg movie. That is a fucking good movie. Like, it's a really mm. fucking good movie, is Catch Me If You Can. Like, a properly, when you watch it go, you watch it going, this is fucking good, is this? And then more happens, you go, this is really fucking good, this. <laughs> and it keeps going, you go, I just, this is just a fucking great movie. And then fucking Christopher Walken will turn up and start talking about two mates falling into a fucking pot of cream, and you go, alright, yeah, we maybe don't need that that much. Um, but then when he stops talking about it, you go, it's a fucking good movie, is this? <laughs> it is. It's a really fucking good movie. Um, I, I get the feeling now that if this came out now, mm. it would just sweep the floor of the walls. Mm. It yeah. kind of felt like it came at a weird time, I think, for DiCaprio, Hanks and Spielberg, where they were kind of in that that little bit where people were people were entertained by flashy like uh, effects laden movies mm. and here was just this like this kind of like jaunty mild comedy drama um, about a young kid who was a con man and it just it kind of felt like oh this, is, this isn't cool now this mm. is the new shiny thing you know, mm. wait, you're not talking about the web or anything like that. No one's got a cell phone. You know, there's no hackers in this. <laughs> uh, it just feels like a little bit like everyone was watching Swordfish when they should have been watching Catch Me If You Can. It's a great fucking movie. Brilliant opening credits as well. Yeah? Yeah. Mm. yeah real. That John Williams score's yeah, popping off as well. John Williams score is fantastic. DiCaprio is is really fucking good uh, at just sort of playing that that runaway kid energy of he's doing all these things and he happens to be really good at them, but he doesn't really know why. It's almost like it's not that he's he's cracked any code or that he's, he's just smarter than everybody else. It's just that he has the brass balls to try it. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's it. It's good. Really fucking good film. I read some comment on something and it was um, Jack from Titanic, Catch Me If You Can, and became Jay Gatsby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it is, it is like that. But then you also get like the Tom Hanks bit of where he wants to catch him, but then he also starts to become that little bit of a father figure for him. And it's you've got that bouncing between it as well. Yeah. Um, it's 
it's just a very it's I say it's just a very very good film. I don't remember it very well. I'm not even going to You should honestly. I, it, I, it, it's also as well. It's fun. Mm. It's it's there, there's you don't know if you're eating vegetables while you're doing it because <laughs> it's that tasty yeah, that fair. you that you don't really realise that that you go that someone will go. Do you know there's like five there's your five a day in that and you go the fucking isn't. It's like a real good ratatouille instead of just like some steamed broccoli. Yeah, and you know, go the yeah. fucking isn't. This is just, this is just fucking tasty. <laughs> yeah. Um. What have you been watching, Bex? <laughs> right. Okay. So. Uh, right, so the ones that aren't related, um, I'll get out of the way. F- oh, there's one. Um, I watched Big Hero 6 because... Because um, you're a coward and you wouldn't watch what I suggested. No, because I fist bumped Jack that I work with the other day and he went, blah, blah. So I was like, obviously I need to watch Big Hero 6. Um, it's lovely. It's Big Hero 6. It's sad. I like that he doesn't cop out by having the brother still be alive but like imprisoned by the bad guy like he is just dead did they, did they never end up being a sequel of this did they no I feel Which mad is a that. shame but yeah it's just really good it's really good fun the characters are good um, I kind of like that there wasn't a sequel to it because it, it can kind of stand on its own thing but it's mm. a bit wild that it's 10 years since Disney made a movie that made nearly 700 million dollars and there's not been a sequel to it yeah Give them time. Um, so yeah, um, it was a post-work watch while I was waiting for you to finish because I had three hours to kill, so it perfectly filled that time gap. Um, so, right. I don't know if you um, guys will remember. I've, I've spoken a few times about um, a movie called Hell House LLC. Um What's the LLC stand for? I don't actually know. I'm going to find that out then while you're doing that. Um, basically, um, these kids, they... Um, Limited liability company. Ah, uh, okay. So they they lease an abandoned hotel um, for over Halloween to put a hell house on. <coughs> so basically like a haunted house. Yeah. Shit goes wrong, people die, blah, blah, blah. Um... I've watched, I've watched this a number of times. I have never watched any of the sequels. So I decided to watch all fucking four of these films back to back. Well, like back to back subsequent nights. Um, and just really get into the, you know, rich mythos of the Hell House universe. Yep. So I did. So yeah, so you've got basically Hell House, sequel, sequel, then prequel. Um, gradually kind of <sighs> well, written and directed by the same dude aren't they yeah 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 and did you know what the last one leaves it open for another of course it does I'm so excited there will be another as well there will I hope they make it the thing is they're so low budget and they're, they're quite well loved by the people that love them yeah if that makes sense they do well on Shudder yeah um, they're all on Shudder if anyone wants to give them a go if you like found footage I really, really would recommend them. They're good. They build up a good mythology. Um, They're all like fucking under 90 minutes as well, aren't they? Yeah, they get in and out. But they do, they do, I don't like found footage movies as a general rule and I fucking loved these. 
there's the last one is genuinely scary at points like i was watching this and i had to keep pausing it and going off and doing other things because i was like i was a bit scared the last one yeah so it took me like fucking hours to watch it because i had to keep going off and distracting myself it's i think it's obviously because they're that type of um because they're found footage there's not you know there's not a score it does feel like genuinely scared like two and three three in particular are not three's the weakest two's the second weakest and then four and then one one's really really good and i think part of the strength of one which obviously they wouldn't have been able to do through another three movies is that it makes no attempt really to explain what's going on the reasoning behind it it just shows you what's happening and that it's fucked up yeah um but yeah they're all done as like true crime kind of shows so there's like talking heads bits as well yeah so there's that, and then um, the footage that you see that's the found footage stuff is like, oh, and we found these videotapes when we were investigating the property. Um, and then it shows you them. So it's done in a really good format. Like, I I genuinely love these films. And I guess if they get you, you'll love them. If they, if you don't, you'll think they're shit. I, that's, that's fine, I accept that. But I, I genuinely loved this. A rewatch of Hell House LLC and then the first watch of all the other three. It's good. It's good fun. Creepy clowns. Fair. That's me. That's all I've watched. Yeah. Seen the first two of those. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they're fun. Number four is genuinely scary at points. Oh, wow. Like. So do you need to have watched. Yeah. Yeah, right. It builds. Fair enough. Blah. And number one is the best one anyway. Okay. Why are you thinking of giving them a go? I will re-watch them with you. Damn right, you're fine. <laughs> Damn it. I'll just re-watch them. Okay. You fucking idiot. So yeah, that's me. That's all I've done. Okay. That's me then. Yes. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, got a few things this weekend actually. Um, so, um, yeah, cut, uh, a few like Disney sci fi type things this week. Oh, so, yeah, um, I want to watch this. <laughs> One of the ones you watch. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, The Black Hole, 1979 film, uh, Disney production, the most expensive Disney film at the time, uh, uh, of its time, at the time. Directed by Gary Nelson. And, um, yeah, this is... I really, really, really like The Black Hole. Um, So, essentially, um, there's this ship going back to Earth and it comes across this ship that was supposed to be lost. It's near this black hole. And uh, they go on the ship to see, like, if anybody's, like like still there and this old commander um who had gone missing with the ship is on there along with a bunch of like robot automaton kind of things um and essentially he wants to 
go through the black hole and he's trying like he's essentially trying to convince the people in the other ship to go with him or they'll essentially there'll be trouble um so first off john barry does the score for this and it's got this theme that basically plays not exactly throughout the entire film but it almost feels like it does as as is the impact of it um but it's it's essentially event horizon but you know for kids uh <laughs> there's some honestly the ending of the film i won't spoil it but where a couple of the characters end up yeah yeah it it goes places this 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 film um it's got some really creepy design to it like the automatons like what's actually going on with them is just great and weird um and it's dealing with like big metaphysical kind of stuff but then it's also got this robot character who like almost kind of like forms a robot uprising with a bunch of other robots and there's a bit where they have like a shooting competition and stuff which is like it, it, it's this weird like hard sci-fi with some really dark shit in it but with like a character for kids as well um it's something and um like they, they they were talking about doing a remake of this in the 2010s and it's like they paul ws anderson remade it and it's called event horizon <laughs> so um yeah so there you go the black hole it's, it's great um so then i also watched um tron legacy for the first time in a little while um how does that hold up uh yeah i i I really, really, really like Tron Legacy still. There's a, apparently a 4K is coming at some point, mm. which is going to be like, oh, Justin Theroux and Mulholland Drive, this is the one mm. um, kind of stuff to, uh, to that for sure. But the thing about Tron Legacy, the it's not really dated that much because there's barely anything in the real world. And, you know one of the big things in the real world is this like board meeting where they're talking about this new, like it's the launch of our new operating system. And it, it you know, like um, Bruce box, like this character kind of asks, like, you know, well, you know, what's new about it. And they're like, we put a new number on the box and they're laughing. And it's just like, yeah, yeah. You know, could kind of see meta having a meeting like that these days. Mm-hmm. Um, Killian Murphy's in that bit instantly as well, and he's like the son of the bad guy from the first one, and he's just in that one scene, and he's not in the rest of the film. It's like obviously they were setting some stuff up there, um, but uh, he's—I I don't believe he's going to be in the new one. Jared Leto's the bad guy in the new one. I think Great, so, yeah. Um, so yeah, the visual effects are brilliant. Aside from the de-aged Jeff Bridges, which is as rough as you'd expect de-aging from nearly 15 years ago to be. Yeah. It's not good. It maybe works better within the Tron world because, you know, he is like a computer character. 
Um, but the opening where Kevin Flynn is like telling a story to his son, and it, like he's in shadow for a lot of it, and at the end of the scene, he turns around in like full light, and it's obviously that's like the big holy fucking shit, look at that shot. And it is, oh, holy shit, look at that. Um, it wasn't great at the time, I seem to recall. It It's not aged well. Um, and especially when... Um, especially when he is the only, like, CG de-aged character in the film. It's like, there aren't any other characters who are obviously CG. They're just people with makeup on. Uh, so that that's a bit weird, but the the Daft Punk score is incredible. Um, I mean, o- obviously, perfect mix of soundtrack and film, but there are some absolute bangers in that score. Um, like really, really good shit. Um, Olivia Wilde's pretty good in this. Mm-hmm. She's got. A, a, a nice mix of like sexy but also curious about the world kind of stuff which she plays well Garrett Hedlund is a charisma vacuum um <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, I, I just like looking at a picture of him I just read that it was Garrett Hedlund and I keep forgetting who played Sam in it yeah yeah uh, it, it he's not great and it like I could see the Disney execs going, you you need a kind of like an all American like hero guy mm. for this character. You need an action hero. Yeah, you need you need whatever skin job prime we can get right now. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then but then you've got Jeff Bridges in a dual performance. And he's very—he he is very good. Like I said, the de-aging's not great. He's very good. Um, he like there's good distinction between Clue and Flynn, and that that's well done. Uh, the production design owns just beautiful stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I the the stuff about fathers and sons and whatnot—it is a bit rote almost like it's not it's not exactly say, saying anything remarkable but it's a film that is very my shit also actually i enjoy i'm glad he's not in it more but michael sheen in his like 10 minute section yeah fine good like kind of like bowie inspired club <laughs> owner who's a bit shifty he he he, he puts in a good shift um so yeah um did an awful God, lot of that like, around this time didn't he yeah 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 it was kind of like the time when he was a thing yeah and now apparently in the baftas they did a skit at the start with david Tennant was zoom calling people to try and find someone to uh, uh, uh find a dog sitter for michael sheen or something cool so now he's just a joke in the opening bit of a baftas well done um so yeah tron legacy is great um i i remain excited for tron aries because it's a tron film and i'm look i I like i like that world but 
Jared Leto as like the computer program who I I, I think maybe gets into the real world or some shit. Uh, sure. I guess. Yeah, it just feels a little bit like uh, things that would have worked 15 years ago. Yeah, even though I swear the cast around him is not bad though. Um, just want to look this up real quick. Uh, Jared Leto, Evan Peters, Jodie Turner-Smith, Gillian Anderson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Greta Lee from Past Lives. Like, you know, not a massive fan of the film, but she's good. Um, yeah, that that's an interesting cast. I kind of want Gillian Anderson to be like their evil head of a software company. You kind of feel like she's going to be, don't you? Yeah, yeah, and that's that's absolutely fine. So hey, we'll, we'll see. Tron Aries, I think it's out next year. Um, but yeah, Tron Legacy, good. Um, so uh, last one in my Disney sci-fi. I've kind of got my order wrong here because Tron would have been a better segue for something else. But um, Wally, um, watched uh, first time watched Bellotti, um, and uh, yeah, first watch of Wally for a, a good long while. Um, that that first act is absolutely perfect yep. for what it for what it needs to be and it falls off a fucking cliff it the thing is watching it this time it didn't fall off a cliff as much as i remembered it being because i i forgot or didn't realize how wally's mission is just to help eve and and like to like he wants to protect her and look out for her everything else is kind of happening around him. And there's a little bit of a Chauncey Gardner being there kind of vibe where people are reacting to him and interacting with him in ways that he's not necessarily intending, but he's inspiring things in them and kind of moving the plot along through it, which um, I I, I think is really fun. Um, And, you know, the fact that the bad guy is basically... Howl from 2001, but this time he's like a navigational assistant on a a starship. Great, sure, why not? Um, The humans, I mean, yeah, like, this stuff, that stuff is very broad. You know, there's a bit where they do the 2001 theme to one of them, like, standing up for the first time. Um, And, uh, you know, if anything, that kind of a future where everybody gets along with each other, but they're all kind of like domesticized and just stuck in these tubes it it's almost kind of like better than the future we're writing at the moment quite frankly um i I, I just with like disinformation and ai and what is the truth like wally's like weirdly more innocent than that it's just like corporations fucked things up boo corporations Mm. you know but um yeah i like wally it's good it's not I, i don't think it's perfect like the, the first act is far superior to everything else, but I wouldn't say it jumps, it it, 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 it drops off a cliff, but it got, it does go appreciably downward for me. I have a really, really liking uh, the first, like, half of it, and then just, like, as soon as it wasn't just Wally just kind of pulling around and it brought in people, I was like, I just, I don't care about any of this anymore. I just want to see him just, just, just kind of, like, and these little adventures. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, okay, so um, 
so yeah, leading on from Tron Legacy. Um, first watch in over a year of Top Gun Maverick. Nice. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, Maverick. Uh, it's my, it's my sixth watch in less than two years. Good for me. That's a good going. Um, yeah. I'm quite pleased with that. So, oh, I did watch it last year. Brilliant. Um, I thought maybe I didn't, but apparently I did. Oh, brilliant. Um, so, yeah. Top Gun Maverick. Uh, this time around, my real takeaway from it was the score and just how much the themes complement each other and how Hold My Hand is like in there a little bit and then there's instrumental of it and then you got the full-on vocal version at the end and it's great yeah, there's like instrumental it's great like drop in through it don't they as well it, it really yeah it really fucking good this is a banger <laughs> yeah and it, and, and it goes full force at the end it's um it, it's wonderful also i mean like glenn powell as well it, it it's interesting because the whole thing was is it going to be Glenn Powell or Miles Teller cast as Rooster? And then Miles Teller got cast, and then they just cast Glenn Powell in that other role anyway. Yeah. Um, and I think for Glenn Powell's career, the right choice as well. Mm. Like, the cocky, charismatic kind of thing, I think has done more for him than Miles Teller's more downbeat having to play the emotion stuff for the careers that those guys have had in the couple of years hence. Mm. Uh, Also, I mean, to be fair, Miles Teller's kind of like slightly shitty behaviour around COVID, I think has maybe not helped the guy's cause. No, Um, But... Yeah, Powell is a fucking force of nature in this. Um, you want to see more of him, even though he's being a prick. But the way everybody interacts with him is great. It's like it's like this one bit where he says, "No offense, uh, no offense," and then Lewis Pullman's just like, "And yet every single time you manage to." <laughs> You know, it's great. Like, Lewis Pullman's a bit of a fucking secret killer in this as yeah. well, actually. Um, yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it's a really, really nice ensemble uh, for Top Gun Maverick. Um, I do... It does make me laugh, the, the whole Penny stuff as well, where after that first scene, it's just like... He might, he might have to fight to win her over a little bit, but she's she's not she's not gonna like play too hard, you know. It it, it just like, don't give me that look like two minutes after seeing him again, you know. And it it just yeah, I, that, that's a fun relationship. The the third one, assuming it does get made, is going to be fascinating. Mm. Like what? How do they follow this up? That's it. It's going to be really interesting to see what they actually do. I mean, they have, it's been it's been confirmed, isn't it, that they're, that they're in the process of like writing it and stuff. They're definitely developing. Yeah. It just it seems like uh, I mean, it just did so well. It just it, it just caught people, didn't it? Uh, 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 
just caught people right. I think. You know, it just it 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 works. Yes, yeah. it's a really good weirdly movie. I think that helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It 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 just all fits together weirdly well. Mm. Um. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, Tog and Maverick. Um, do you know what also fits together really w- weirdly well? What? Da 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 Great scar, it really is. <laughs> so, bit of a Carl Weathers commemorative watch. Also, blank check have just started doing John McTiernan. Um, it's great. It's great. I listened to their Predator episode after um, finishing it off this morning, and uh, yeah, no, it's it's great. And they do it all. Of so, them. yeah, yeah, yeah. They do the director. They do. They do every single film. So they started with um, oh, this Pierce Brosnan one. I'd actually never even heard of last week. Nomad. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. So um, rollerball in, a, in about a month or so. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, no, that's the thing. They do every single one. They like no matter how good or bad, you know, they they go through them all. But yeah, look, Predator. Um, I will say, um, the four. So the last time I watched this, it was a Father's Day screening at the Showcase Cinema. Where they did the um, the print that was the Blu-ray that oh, had the digital yeah. noise reduction. Um, so this time around, I watched the 4K <clears throat> on Apple, um, and th- th- there's none of that. It's it's back to how you want it to look, and it it looks cracking. It looks really it looks really nice actually. Um, and yeah, Predator, man. What can what can I say? It it's it's it. I'll, def, I'll 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 refer people to the Blank Jack episode. A lot of really good like production stories and stuff that they they, they unearthed as well, which um, really really good to hear. Like obviously we knew John Claude Van Damme was supposed to be the Predator and whatnot, but it just God imagine that. Yeah, you mean he did like a couple of days worth of shooting as well, didn't he? But yeah, he apparently did like costume tests yeah. and stuff like that where they shot him. Yeah, and he it was basically like he was just dressed in like a giant. It kind of just looked like a dog suit or <laughs> yeah. something. Um, and he was pissed. He was pissed off as well because he thought it was going to be JCVD versus Arnie. And I was like, no, it's Arnie versus someone who's invisible for most of the film. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, it's 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 great. Weathers as well, man. Like I, I like I like Dylan's arc in this where he starts as the friend. Then it's revealed that actually he knew more than he was letting on, and then by the end of it, it was like, "No, get your people out of here. I've got this." Did, did you see the? You know, and then did you see the photo that they put out of uh, that John Claude Van Damme put out of him and Carl Weathers? No. Set. I'll send it to you. Oh, I bet Carl Weathers is really pleased to be there. It, it, it's, it's just a it, saying that it was that uh, he spent more time with Carl Weathers uh, than he did with any of the other actors in the little bit of time he was there and talks about how he just he really liked Carl Weathers and he was just a really nice guy so I'll, I'll just That's send good. the image in a second 
Cool. Um, but yeah, Predator. It's brilliant. Um, okay, so next... That's it for what we've been watching. We have some feedback from a Mr. Noel Meller. We do indeed. Have you two heard this yet? Yes. Okay. So, here is Noel now. Good afternoon, bastards. Just a little bit of feedback for the show, uh, should you care for it. Uh, first off, apologies I can't join you to chat Madam Webb tonight. Uh, I think, um, Ian, you know how thrilled I was by that film, so hopefully some of our conversations will bleed through into the chat. But I was just, uh, I've nipped out uh, for a bit of a walk because uh, we've got visitors around and I just need to escape. Um, so I thought I'd send you a little bit of feedback because I'm actually listening to Bastards. Uh, trying to catch up on why Ian woke me up at one o'clock in the morning uh, ranting about X versus Seaver. Uh, I think I've got the gist of it now. I've caught up. Uh, but yeah, the thing I wanted to actually uh, feedback on is I am thrilled by the notion of a Les Miserables um, account whereby if the balance drops below a certain amount, a, a Le Monzo account, if you if you will. Um, and when you mentioned it, it actually occurred to me. I don't know if you know this, but Queen, the band, have one of those as well. Um, like a sort of, you know, when the balance drops below a certain point, Roger Taylor gets a text message and quickly gets on the phone to Brian May to be like, Brian, what have we got that we've, what did we do three or four years ago that we can push out again? Greatest hits too? Yeah, okay, let's do it. Uh, repackage it, resell it. Uh, and I, if you don't believe me, um, I would say that it, it will be proven when we get a, a sequel to Bohemian Rhapsody and we are getting a sequel to Bohemian Rhapsody. Nothing's been announced. Nothing's been discussed. You mark my words. When it happens, I want you to recall this, this chat. Um, we will get a Bohemian Rhapsody sequel. It will be about... Uh, whatever his name, taking over from um, Freddie Mercury and how, you know, this is the real queen now. And it will be called The Show Must Go On. There's my predictions. Enjoy the rest of your show. Uh, and I'll speak to you soon. Cheers, guys. Bye. And there was Noel then. Um going to have a look, quick look at this photo of Carl Weathers. And Wow, okay. I mean, they're looking in different directions. It's wild, isn't it? Yeah, it's so weird. Uh, God, he's glistening. Isn't yeah. He? Oh, Look at him. Fucking hell. Um, good, good. So, no. Uh, yes, uh, there will be a Bohemian Rhapsody too. There'll also be a Mamma Mia 3 which will be called Mamma Mia, thank you for the music. <laughs> yeah, there probably will be. Uh... Even though, oh, that was some news. Ridley Scott's doing a Bee Gees biopic. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that, I mean, fair play to that guy. That guy just loves fucking working. I don't think we can scoff at that, really. No, no I suppose not. I, I also I mean, must apologise to Noel for waking him up <laughs> to the sounds of me querying 
if we were supposed to know who X and Sever were. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing is, with the Ridley Scott thing, maybe he shouldn't just, like, literally jump from one film set to the next and maybe, you know, properly finish a film. You're not a shark, Ridley. Yeah. <laughs> but fair play that he, he fucking... He, he, there's no... There's no fucking around after it. He literally finishes, has two weeks off, and then goes back to it. Hmm. Okay. Um, Twitter questions. Uh, And thank you, Noel. Yes, thank you very much for the feedback, Noel. But yes, uh, absolutely, Noel. There will be a Bohemian Rhapsody 2. Yeah, it will happen, and it will be just as fucking hideous as the other ones. What have we got? Uh, Ricky. There are some performers whose voices are particularly distinctive, e.g. Orson Welles, Richard Burton, James L. Jones, etc. Uh, do you have any favourite voices in cinema? I mean, it's Morgan Freeman. The answer's Morgan Freeman. No, for me, it's Charlton Copley. I love Charlton Copley's voice. You do voice. like Charlton Copley's voice, don't yeah. you? Yeah. But I feel like Morgan Freeman is the correct answer. But Charlton Copley is the true answer. I, mean, I believe the correct answer is Bobcat Goldthwait, but you know... <laughs> What? Polly Shaw. Al Pacino. Who was your... Al Pacino. Al, Al Pacino's a good oh, one. Oh, he's got a good voice, yeah. Al Pacino is a, yeah. is a good one. Um, Donald Sutherland's a good one. Mm. Richard Dreyfus, Also as well. Yeah. I think always had a good one. Mm. I think it's because I used to have some, um, like, He-Man... Um, like audio tapes that were narrated by Richard Dreyfus for some reason. <laughs> like Richard Dreyfus did like an awful lot of cocaine in the eighties and ended up fucking narrating <laughs> some He-Man tapes, which is wild. Mm. Um, yeah, oh, there's probably a really obvious one. Christian Slater. That is good. Christian Slater's got a, got a, got a good voice. Oh, do you know who's not got a good voice? Who? That more rats girl. Oh, Joy Adams. Yeah. yeah, I quite like that though. I hate her. I quite like. I quite like the. <laughs> I, yeah, I quite like. I quite like an annoying voice. <laughs> it's a bit of a thing. Girl voices that are good and distinctive. I mean, Catherine Hepburn's got a good voice. I feel. Hmm. I'm going to throw out John Cusack as well. John? John Cusack, yeah. Find it soothing. John? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Dylan Black we recently had to turn off the Bismarcky documentary All Up in the Biz as it kept cut into a dramatised scene of him dying in hospital recreated with his actual ex-wife, doctors and a puppet portraying the terminal Bismarcky. What wild choice gave you total creeps? That is a bit wild, that. And he still has an image of it. And Yep, there it is. Just showing Becky the image. That's, yeah, I won't be watching that documentary. I'm going to watch that documentary. What's that, sorry? The Bismarcky documentary. Off of the Biz. Is he actually called Biz Malarkey? Yeah, the singer's Biz Malarkey. Oh, Biz Markey. Yeah. 
Is he called Bismarcky or Bismarcky? Bismarcky. Actually, it's just my terrible pronunciation. Right, okay. Yeah, no. Okay. Um, Try to think of what's a wild choice in a movie that makes you just go, nah. This is the one I mentioned earlier on that I was having trouble with. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's some good, there's some good I think, choices. I, I, I'll say, Goldmember in Goldmember, the running bit about how he likes to pick bits of dried flake, flaky skin off of him and then eat them. Why are you doing that, Mike Myers? Why did you just have to add that as another bit? Yeah, there's maybe there's maybe a, 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 a grim too far. Yeah, just why? I don't know. That's a good question. Mind the entirety of the Babadook. There's been a lot of wild choices where, where, where I've been like, fine, yeah, go on then, that works. So, wild choices that will put you off watching a movie? Yeah. Ariana Grande's wicked eyebrows. <laughs> That's good. That's fair. That's a fair one. Uh, the whole animation style of Polar Express for a number of years for me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I feel that's a really obvious one that we're missing. That. That's interesting. That though. I mean, that sounds just horrible. It seems it actually seems so weird to have done that for that for that documentary. Mm. Mm. Yeah, can't think about. I'm gonna have to have that. That's gonna rat my brain. That. Might come back to that next week. Yeah, might come back to that next week. Actually, on that one. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was it for questions that we got this week. Okay. So, um, so coming up, next couple of weeks is going to be a bit uh, a bit weird. So, um, the next time we record, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm told the place has Wi-Fi. Um, I'll be in Bahrain, and um, I won't have seen Wicked Little Letters which is what we were planning on covering next week. I'm just not going to be able to get to it uh, before I fly out. When is it you fly um, out? So, so I fly out on the Tuesday, but I'm basically busy until then. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah, no, yeah. I'm just thinking just, I know yeah, that uh, I'm not Lisa gonna... Frankenstein becomes available. On the twenty seventh, but that's literally that Tuesday. I'm really excited for that. I wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. I am. I. Okay, May, yeah, maybe we could talk about that then. We'll see. I could probably, I could probably get that watched on the Wednesday. I'll be honest. I'm not going to be probably not going to be doing too much tourism in Bahrain, and I don't have anything. Like on my official schedule until six o'clock that evening local time, so I could probably make an hour and a half work. So, all right, 
Well, well, there'll there'll be some. I was going to be on the show anyway, but we'll we'll see what what uh, what we'll talk about. The week after is Dune Part Two week. Um, I again won't. I won't have time to see Dune Two before Donna is away for work for a few nights. So. Um, yeah, uh, we want to get a Dune 2 episode out, like, around the release of Dune 2 and not, like, a week and a half, two weeks after. So, um, we're going to see... The At least Mark and Becky are going to record. Yes. And we'll, we'll, we'll see if anybody else fancies joining them. We'll see if we can uh, get So, this. yes. Um, and then normal service will resume after. So, there we are. Um, so... This show will come out, the next show might be a little bit delayed, and then we'll put out the next show as close to whenever Mark and Becky record the Dune 2 show as as they can. So, there we are. Um, So, with that all being said, we shall leave you all to it. Thank you very much for listening. I've been Ian, she's been... Becky. And he's been... Mark. And Jason Reitman has and always will be a bell end. <laughs> Bye. Good night. Bye. <laughs> oh, I enjoyed that. <laughs>